reading from the third chapter of 1 Samuel, beginning with the first verse. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, here I am. And ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was thinking about what text I wanted to use to preach from today, on a day when two of our young people come to be baptized and other of our young people come to make a profession of faith, to stand before you and say, I believe this Jesus thing. This text is the first one that popped into my mind. And for a couple of reasons, and I'm just going to kind of outline those for you or do the best I can with it. But number one is Samuel needed someone. Samuel needed someone, just anyone, to tell him what was happening in his life, didn't he? The first time God called, Samuel didn't have a clue who it was. He thought it must be Eli, because as far as he knows, he and Eli are the only ones there, I guess. He hears someone call his name. He hears someone pleading to him, Come, Samuel, Samuel. And as far as he knows, it must be Eli. And he comes because he's confused. I bet that Samuel had heard Eli call him before, don't you think? And I bet his confusion is because it's not Eli's voice. But Eli is the one who's there. He needed somebody to help him figure out who is it that's calling on me? Who is it that's speaking? 
Who is it that is calling my name? He couldn't have figured that out without Eli. So that second time when he comes, Eli says to him, I I think God is calling you. Dear ones, in these young people's lives, you have been Eli. I have been Eli. The people who worked with them in youth, Bobby and Robbie, have been Eli for them. Their parents have been Eli. Their grandparents have been Eli. The Lord is calling me. The same thing was true in your life. You're here today because someone called you, even if they just called you and said, hey, Nate's being baptized, won't you come? You were still called here. Even if it's just because someone called and said, Destiny's being baptized. You still were called. All of us are called into God's presence. Because God desires for all of us to know God and to enjoy God. To love God and to serve God. And the other thing I notice in this is that it says that Samuel did not yet know God. And in that verse is held before us the promise that God will reach out for us. That God will reach out for our young ones, for our children. That God will reach out to all people. They did not yet know God. That's a promise that we can hold on to, especially in those moments when we feel like somehow we don't know God. And especially in those moments when we feel like we don't know what God wants from us. Samuel had a very specific calling to be a prophet to the people of Israel. Not everyone has a specific calling to be a prophet. I have a specific calling to be a pastor, but not everyone has that same calling. But we are all called to something. To be something in God's kingdom. To do some work that God has equipped us for. And this process of coming to worship, to see others baptized and reaffirming our faith, of being confirmed, all of that is part of responding to God's call. It's all part of listening. It's all part of listening. The interesting thing about Samuel's life is his mother prayed really hard to have him. Hannah, you you might remember that story from Sunday school or vacation Bible school when you were a kid. His, His mother was praying so hard at one point that the priest came by and accused her of being drunk. She prayed so hard for this child that eventually she said, Lord, if you will give me a child, I will give him to you. And that's the other way this story relates to what we do today. Because today when we bring our daughters, our son, to the font, we bring them to offer them to God for God's use. 
And when the others come to make a profession of faith, they come to offer themselves. To say, I intend to follow Christ as Lord. Which is tantamount to saying, I will live as He calls me to live. All of those things are happening today. And they're all beautiful. And God meets us, each one, here in the midst of them. To remind us that God has called us. Eli's word to Samuel Eli's word to Samuel can be a good word for us to harbor in our hearts. When you hear him again, if he calls you, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Today, as our young people come forward to receive baptism and be received into this congregation, to come and say that they, that they accept Christ as their Savior, that they put their whole trust in His grace and promise to serve Him as their Lord. Today I invite you to listen for God's call in those same words. And if you feel that call, respond with them. When I read the questions to them, hear them as I'm reading to you and respond to them. Profess your faith today. Invite God to speak. And be prepared to listen. Listen. With those who are being baptized and received into membership, please come forward. And any of you who would like to stand with them are welcome to come as well. I remind you to bring your hymnals. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through confirmation and through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. I present to you Nathan Delane Birch for baptism, confirmation, and profession of faith. I present to you Destiny Sim Villanueva for baptism, confirmation, and profession of faith. I present to you Charles Lloyd Alford. Raise your hand, Chuck. For confirmation and profession of faith. I present to you Amanda Grace Gibbons, confirmation and profession of faith.
I present to you Rebecca Joanne Gibbons for confirmation and profession of faith. I present to you Richard Joseph Jonathan Paul Gibbons. Um, Richard was confirmed in the Roman Catholic Church and was given the confirmation name Jonathan Paul, and we celebrate him coming to be with us today from that tradition. He comes to us from St. Anne's Catholic Church. And Barbara Jean Gibbons comes to us from St. Anne's Catholic Church. Bobby Ann Phillips rises out of the process of confirmation to reaffirm her faith and out of her commitment to our young people. Robert James Romanek rises to do the same, to come and reaffirm his faith and his commitment to our young people. And I thank you both for walking with them through this process that has meant the world to me. If you all would come here and face me, just a little circle, circle around. Dear ones, we're on page 34 now in the renunciation of sin and profession of faith. And I invite you, if you would like to renounce your sin and reaffirm your faith today, if you would respond to God's call on your life, respond to these questions with them. Oh, Melissa, I pres- turn around, Melissa. I read right, I just would jump right past your name. I am so sorry. Bad pastor. I present to you Melissa Lynn Gibbons, who comes to us for confirmation and profession of faith, and who leaves us Wednesday to go to College of Charleston, but wanted to make this commitment to you today for what you have done for her. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, Do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If so, say, I do. I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, say, I do. I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior? Put your whole trust in His grace and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with a church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races. If so, say, I do. I do. Nathan and Destiny, according to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? If so, say, I will. Congregation, do you as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? We continue on page 36.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of God's mercy each day. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your Spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Declare his works to the nations, his glory among all the people. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it, to wash away their sin and clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. All praise to you, eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. Nathan, you may come and kneel. Your parents would like to come lay hands on him. You may come. Anybody who wants to come and lay hands on him while he's baptized may come. Nathan Delane Birch, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit work within you. And having been born of water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Destiny. Anyone who would like to come and lay hands on Destiny as she's baptized may come. Destiny Sim Villanueva, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit work within you that having been born of water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Nathan, if you would, you and, and um, Destiny would turn and face the congregation. Nathan needs his hymnal back. Now is our joy to welcome our new sisters and brothers in Christ. Through baptism, you are incorporated by the Holy Spirit into God's new creation and made to share in Christ's royal priesthood. 
We are all one in Christ Jesus. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you as members of the family of Christ. Obviously, I can't pick them up and carry them down the aisle for you to look at them. Um, but they are the fruit of our ministry together. Jesus said that the tree is known by its fruit. And we celebrate you two today. With those who are being confirmed, gather in front of my wet <laughs> notes. <laughs> Charlie. Anyone who would like to lay hands on Charlie may come. Charles Lloyd Alfred, remember your baptism and be thankful. The Holy Spirit worked within you. That having been born of water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Rebecca. Anyone who would like to lay hands on Rebecca may come. Rebecca Joanne Gibbons, remember your baptism and be thankful. The Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amanda. Amanda Grace Gibbons, remember your baptism and be thankful. The Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Melissa. Anyone who would like to lay hands on her? Melissa Lynn Gibbons, remember your baptism and be thankful. The Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jonathan Paul, remember your baptism and be thankful. Barbara Jean, remember your baptism and be thankful. The Holy Spirit work within you that you might live as a faithful disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bobby Ann Phillips, remember your baptism and be thankful. The Holy Spirit work within you that you might live as a faithful disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bobby. Robert James Romanette, remember your baptism and be thankful. The Holy Spirit work within you that you might live as a faithful disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue on page 38. 
This question comes to, to all of you who are coming to us today through Destiny, to Nathan, Amanda, Barbara, Rebecca, Melissa, and Richard. Who likes to be called Rich? As members of Christ's universal church, will you be loyal to Christ through the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? If so, say, I will. As members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? If so, say, I will. And turn and face the congregation. Members of the household of God, I commend these persons to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. We give thanks for all that God has already given you. And we welcome you in Christian love as members together with you in the body of Christ. And in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Turn and face me. The God of all grace who has called us to eternal glory in Christ establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you may live in grace and peace. Let us give God thanks. I'll ask those who are serving communion today to stay, but the rest of you may be seated. And I'll ask you all who have joined with us today to follow me out at the end of the service so that they can welcome you.